All right. Hey, Linz, are you ready for this? Hi, Tiff. I'm not ready. I'm not ready at all. But here we are. That's fair. And <laughs> I think that's all right. Hey guys, we're back. It's Tiff and Lindsay at Crack the Ceiling Podcast. Yeah, episode four? Four. Sounds about right. Yeah, we made it to four. That's like, I don't know. More than we did last time Definitely. when we tried to give this a go. Heaps more. Yeah. I'm very proud of us. So we're here at Burnley Brewing mm-hmm. in Richmond. Well, Burnley, but Richmond. Um, really amazing welcome to Burnley Brewing today. So thanks yeah. guys. Thanks, Chloe. Thank you so much for having us. This is great. Uh, it's a we, nice Sunday in Melbourne, out of lockdown. We just got of. out of lockdown. We're allowed to hang out with people again. It's nice to be back out in public, and we're enjoying some really tasty beers here. What, yep. have you, what are you drinking, Linz? I'm drinking the Vienna Lager. Uh, how good are the lagers here? They do really good lagers. Um, the Hellas is also really good, which unfortunately isn't on tap right now, but there are lagers every time coming here. Awesome. Just, they're clean. They're nice. Nice and bready. Bread, not bread. Yeah, I was like I bread. Bread. You know. da, da, Delicious malt character. Clean, mm. malty, a touch of bitterness. Mm. Really tasty. Mm. So that is also why it's a little loud behind us today. But to be to be honest, we needed some drinks while we had this conversation. Yeah, and it adds to the ambience. You know, some children screaming in the background on a beer podcast. What's better than that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> someday, kids. Someday. <laughs> um, yeah, this is exciting. All right. Here we go. Yeah. So I think we've been... <laughs> kind of avoiding, avoiding having this. this conversation. Yeah, 100%. procrastinating. Yeah. Because it's exhausting. Because it's exhausting and a lot was going on when... All, so what we're going to be talking about today, I'm just going to throw it out there so... Users, users, listeners who might feel a little bit uncomfortable, you should stick this out and listen to this, but we are going to be discussing the reckoning in the craft beer industry in regards to sexism and misogyny. Um, That's our our topic for today, and that's all we're going to talk about because it deserves its own episode. Um, yep. if you so it is just us. We yep. have no guests. No we, guests. Just, we just need to talk about it. It yep. took us a few weeks to process. Because yep. we went through Good Beer Week, and then we went into lockdown, so we couldn't be together, and we were yep. trying to be like processing lockdown. Um, again. <laughs> again. Lockdown <laughs> four. Yeah. For episode, and we come out and we have episode Here four. We, I don't know. I don't know. Fate, something. Stars align. Um, yeah, so Rat Magnet. Um, all of this started coming out uh, the beginning of May? It was only because I very distinctly remember when it... So it was the Friday before Good Beer Week. So it happened in like May 14th in the U.S., which is the 15th year. Because I woke up and had an event that day, which started out a little bit quiet. And I just couldn't stop scrolling through. And I couldn't stop reading the stories as they were coming in. Yeah. It was insane. So, you know, we're sitting on this now... We're towards the end of June, so we're kind of we've had some 
time to think about it, but also had some some time for some Australian angles to this story to come out as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of time to think about it. And in regards, like, if I remember the day that these stories started coming out, you asked me if I was following Rat Magnet, and I was like, no, what's happening? And then it was just so strange reading all of this and being like, oh, like, not surprised. No, that's such a common sentiment. No one was surprised. No, no, no woman working in the beer industry, no woman, no person that's not a white male was not surprised by any of these stories which is what's so sad because we do talk about it amongst ourselves but so much we've been scared we've been honestly scared for our own careers um i mean i had a physical reaction to reading these stories where i just felt like there was just something sitting on my chest as i was reading them but also you know you're you're going through them going, I, I know this. I know this. I've seen it. Yep. And I know that I've spoken to other women and they had a, a physical reaction to it as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. And also, it's kind of a reminder that the things that we put up with, it's actually not okay. Yep. Like, it's not okay and it doesn't have to be that way. Yep. But for some reason, we're like brainwashed to think that if we, well, we need to stay quiet if we're going to get anywhere. And this is just the industry we've chose to be in and we just need to, yeah, we have to suck it up it. and deal with it. So in case you somehow have been living under a rock and missed all of this. Oh, must be a nice, um, cozy, safe rock to live under. <laughs> Brianne Allen, who's a brewer at Notch Brewing in Massachusetts, put out on her Instagram stories like, have you experienced sexism in the beer industry? And the result was thousands, thousands, thousands of women responding with stories to the point where she was sharing them. Um, basically just gone, this is ridiculous, not worrying about the consequences, and started sharing the stories. Yep. And because in some of them, it was such big names and there were so many stories that it's it's... It was too much to ignore it all. Yep. And they're not coming out of Rat Mag. They're still coming. Yep. They're not coming from Brienne's account anymore. They're coming out of Emboldened Active Ants in America. Yep. Because of legal actions, right? Like, yep. there's legal actions well, now being the, taken against Brienne. But also the, like, emotional toll it takes on a person, the mental yeah. toll it takes on a person to singularly manage it. Yeah. It makes sense for it to be an account that is managed by multiple people to deal with it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's not just, it wasn't just about women, although that's the bulk majority of it. It's not just stories coming from women. It's also stories coming from, there's some black men that have come out and said, hey, yeah. this is the shit that I've seen. Um, I know I read one because I was reviewing the stories today and it was it was a man who's like a black man and a white woman working behind the bar and just the constant sexism and um, racism that both of them would encounter. Like, Maybe sometimes it was someone refusing to listen to her when she was going to explain something about beer or like if they had a beer question, just going directly to him. That's unconscious bias. And that is something that people do. And I'm calling you out. Like if you walk into a brewery and if you're just looking for if you have a question about a beer and you automatically look for a man, recognize that within yourself. It's a it's a problem. I've been working in the beer industry for 10 years and and it's still happening. I was at a beer festival in February and I had a casual worker with me. He didn't know anything. He was just he was just starting to explore beer. And 
I mean, dozens of men were coming up to the stand and just turning to him and asking yeah. the question. And like, luckily, this it's guy that was working dodge. with me. It's like dodging eye contact yeah. with you and just being like, "Uh, I need to find someone who has knowledge about this. Surely you don't, female presenting person." Yeah. Oh, and it just like, luckily, and he was he was just a kid, and he was like, "Oh, I don't. You have to ask her. I don't know." Like, but. It just was like, I just watched it happen over and over again. And as I was mentioning it, the guy that I was working with was like, he was just, he kind of was like, wow, I didn't, I would never have realized it. But it's just, it's so common. It's, it links back to everything we've talked about on every other episode about why we do the things we do. Yeah. Why we seek out extra accreditation. Why we have to fight so hard to not be called bossy or, you know. It's all of the things that we do, and it's just because there is... We've just lived within this industry where we've accepted at least a modest amount of sexism and misogyny because that's just what we signed up for. That's just what we need to do to get ahead. just how the industry is. Mm -hmm. And I look back now on the 10 years I've spent working in beer, and I'm embarrassed by all the things that that I let slide by. Mm -hmm. I wish that I'd called out so many more things that I had the confidence that I have now and I and I feel so protective of the women that are younger than me and newer than me in the industry because I don't want them to experience what I experienced and it was never anything that bad and I'm using air quotes um, but it also wasn't not there yeah and that's it as well it's I you know you know I know one woman who had to leave a brewery she was working for because the boys club was kind of constantly excluding her or Mm -hmm. maybe even unconsciously, but they were. They were constantly excluding her or constantly assuming that she wasn't able to do a technical skill um, or lift something. It's, It's that stuff as well. Like someone offering, and this drives me nuts, but... When someone offers to help me lift something, but I don't see them doing that to my male coworkers, yep. like that's not, that's why. <laughs> why are you doing that to me and not everyone else? Yep. Because you're you're making an assumption about my skill level and ability based on me being female presenting. Um, it's just so frustrating. So I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, let's talk about some of the big breweries, the big ones. Yes, yeah, the so hypes. Basically, if yeah, if you've missed all of this, there've been a few that were big time called out in America, yep. like to the point where people have essentially lost their jobs, and and it needed to happen because yep. it was so. There were so many stories, and it was so apparent that yep. it was a that it was a problem. So, yep. Um, Jacob McKean at Modern Times. Um, not only accusations of sexism, but racism as, racism as well. Yep. Um, he's he was forced to stand down. Um, as workers. CEO. Yep. Yep. Workers at his um, at the tap rooms uh, in San Diego actually refused to work until this yep. was handled. Yep. Which I like that we don't think of bartenders and people working the tap rooms as being these major players in the beer industry but kudos to those people who were so fucking brave on their you know what five dollar an hour no it's more than that in LA or in California California, but like they're 
not much money an hour, mainly surviving on tips for them to be like, we're not going to work until this is handled. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Way it's to go. A, and it's so basically what happened was, is the employees of the tap room in San Diego went on strike until the issues were addressed. The addressing of the issue was Jacob McKean, the CEO and founder, stepping down. Uh, I, I assume he maintains ownership of the company, but is no longer employed by the company. Which, I mean, okay. And there was a, a multitude of apologies that came out. I mean, he's somebody that I've personally met before. And, and I actually had not been drinking Modern Times beers for years because I was so uncomfortable the one time that I sat and had dinner with him. Yep, so tell us about, yeah, let's and get I, into like, that, But, Tiff. like, I th- the thing is, like, I think, and I know that I'm not the only one, is you just block these experiences out. I couldn't tell you any details of what happened, but all I know is the, what I know is that the feeling that I still had about that time that I had to sit and have a meal across from him was just so uncomfortable, and I just, and you just, it's that much. So if you're the the face of a brewery, the face of a brand, and your job essentially becomes being an ambassador. Every encounter you have with other human beings counts. And so for me, my encounter with this particular person was probably that of many other people, which was uncomfortable, he was misogynistic, and as a result, I was like, I don't want to drink this guy's beers anymore. And there were actual sexual harassment allegations against him as well so it's not just the things he was saying it was the actions that he was personally taking and it was multiple stories um within that company so he had to yeah he had to step down um and that's just one that that was like i think that was one of the first big ones that was like yeah that came out and then there was tired hands yep tired hands the hype brewery known for nipas big time hype brewery out of you know just outside of philadelphia pennsylvania pennsylvania which is tiff's that's where i'm from yeah (laughs) so i've been there and you know we have mutual friends of the owners of tired hands because the beer community in the whole world still isn't that big yeah it's Um, so small and it was a very similar situation at tired hands where they the employees basically took over the business because if and the the owner gene had to step down as well because basically the reckoning was so hard and the thing is with tired hands it was like dozens of claims of you know bullying from every level of management in that yep. company and wage the theft employees didn't want to see the business shut down because then they're out of a job yeah so they took over the social media and they said we're gonna we're going to keep this business going and it's going to be awkward but but we need to keep the business going so we keep our jobs which is respectful yeah i mean he so there's there's a few different allegations um, well, he would receive service from staff without tipping them. And this is aside from, like, sexual assault stuff. But um, so he refused to, they refused to provide personal protective equipment, PPE, to staff during the COVID pandemic. They used intimidating tactics against employees. Like you said, Tiff, just yep. absolute bullies. They didn't hire or advance people of color in the workplace. Um, I mean, it's just not, once again, not surprising. 
Um, so, and because because of these allegations against Tired Hands, another big movement that we saw that was, I, look, Garage Project stepped up and said, we're getting rid of our collaboration. Like, they're taking the collaboration off shelves, correct? Well, no. What happened with so that? What happen- so, Garage Project is probably our local contact with the big issues in America where they do a lot of collaborations with these breweries. So, that means Modern Times and Tired Hands and there were quite a few that came up in all of this and Garage Project had a collaboration with Tired Hands that was just released. So they took a front foot and they said, you know, we see what's going on. Instead of dumping this beer, which oh, yeah. which was a, a recipe collaboration. That they did a couple of years ago for Hoppy Days? Yeah, so their- it started from Hoppy. Um, and they said, we're still going to sell this beer. But all of the profits from this beer are going to be donated to a number of charities. So it was split between Pink Boots, Australia, New Zealand, right. and then in one other charity as well. Um, which, I, I mean, I respect that, which is like, you buy this beer as a statement now. Buy this beer as a statement that says, I'm going to support a solution, Yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, and... Like, kudos to Garage Project for being one of the big... Yeah. I mean, I, I think Garage Project is the major hype brewery in the Southern Hemisphere. In the Southern Hemisphere, yeah. Which, and I didn't even know this, but there's apparently somebody in New Zealand accusing them of being, well, not supporting of women rather than sexist necessarily, which... I don't... I don't... Oh, I'm, uh. I'm struggling to understand where it's coming from. Okay. I haven't read... Um, and I, it might just be that I know the guys and I know that it's not really like that, but I, I mean, it's a little bit of like, yes, the International Women's Day, if you don't say something, but also I fucking hate international, you know, I've yeah. said this before. I think we've gone on rants about this before, too. I hate international <laughs> show a picture of every woman yeah, who works at works your brewery at day. Brewery. Look at us. We're so good. We hire women. Isn't I that hate, liberal? I hate that. Isn't that amazing? We're so forward-thinking. Look Drive. at us giving women jobs. Drives me nuts. <laughs> it's, oh. Um, anyway, yeah. so that's kind of that. You know, Carriage Project. I think. You know, thank you, thank you for addressing it. Yeah, and actually, uh, but addressing making it a and, big move and but taking making action. it a conversation piece yeah. as well, so that we can talk about it rather than just going, we're not going to sell this beer. Yep. Turn it around. I think that was a very good result, actually. Yeah. Um, so, Tiff, I think we need to take a break because I need another beer mainly. Um, <laughs> but also, this when we get important. when we get back, what I want to try to talk about is essentially what you were just saying about Garage Project, right? So now there's allegations coming about Local. against them. Yeah, yeah. Locally. So let's discuss that when we get back. All right. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks, guys. It's quieted down a bit, which is nice. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can, and it's a little bit quieter in here now. It's a little bit quieter. Took a little break, got some new beers. Yep. What are you drinking, Linz? So I'm drinking their bitter. Gila's Fresh Hop Special Bitter. Yeah, so you want me to read the tasting notes? Or do you want to tell me what you're tasting? I'll talk about what I'm tasting. Yeah, tell me. 
I think it's classic English hops, probably. Um, God, you really get that herbal kind of thing going on in the mouthfeel. We all know how much I love bitters. Of course, oh, I'm yeah. drinking a fucking bitter. Yep. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it's really, really earthy, but it's like a lot of sweet malt, like a little bit of like caramel sweetness in there. Um, not heavy on the fruity esters. They're probably there a little bit, but I'm not picking up heaps. Um, yeah, it's just really good, really clean, really easy drinking. Tiff, what are you drinking? <laughs> Much like the opposite of you, I've picked the one that was most obvious that I would have ordered, which is the hot wing sour. Yep. Um, it's got Frank's hot sauce in it. Does so it have like, hot wings in it? No, <laughs> no. But like, as an American, I have a really strong appreciation for Frank's hot sauce. Of course. It always lives in my fridge. Yep. When they started selling it in Australia, it was like one of the best days ever. And it is one of the best hot sauces I yeah. mean, you can't make American-style buffalo wings without No, drinks. it's an all-around happy day hot sauce. Oh, um, yeah. It's really nice. It's like a little... It's citrusy. Um, it's light, and on the finish, there's like that touch of like hot pepper. It's not spicy. It just has like that pepper taste, but there's no like garlic or vinegar. Like It's just like a nice like pepper note to it. A little bit of spice. I like it. Yeah. And it's a collaboration with Fizz and Hop, yeah? Yep. So, uh, bottle shop out in uh, Flemington? No, right. Mooney Ponds? Oh, good. Out that way? Yeah. Uh, awesome. Super weird. I like it. Yeah, big fan. Basically, opposite opposite ends of ordering beers here today. Yep, 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 yep. But I'm going to get into that sour as well, for sure, because um, I also love Frank's. Oh, such Americans. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Um, it's not if an you've never seen a Frank's hot sauce commercial, just look it up. It's, it's great. Um, all right. And we're back. So we're back. And we're not doing a blind tasting today. No. This, it's just a little too heavy. It's too yeah. heavy to break. But that's, you know, we're, we're still drinking and sharing what we're drinking. And we just talked through our beers and I don't know. Yeah, basically it just, it's too heavy today. Yeah. Agreed. So. Um, yeah. We, we took a break. We got some beers. But what we kind of want to do is take what we've all been talking about back local. So, like, mm-hmm. yes, we know now that this is a big problem in America, Canada, Europe. So, like, the UK, Netherlands. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, of course it's a big problem in America. Uh. Americans have so many problems. COVID. So, BLM, police. <laughs> everything and all of that is still a problem here (laughs) um let's just be clear yeah it's still a problem here so a few weeks ago so after good beer week finished which you know this all kind of started before good beer week we got there was a lot of conversations through good beer week so pretty much the entire industry here everyone was pretty well behaved knowing that it was a topic of conversation mm. and uh, the Crafty Pint had actually been working on a story for a really long time. Just um, the timing all kind of worked out and the story came out on the Crafty Pint called Her Story, mm-hmm. quickly followed by Our Story. Uh, it, allegations of sexual misconduct, rape in our own very small craft beer community here in Australia. Yep. 
And I think, so I think it's important to know that we don't need to qualify that there's a problem any further than that one story. It, it is very, very bad. Uh, and I think it's really interesting because we had the, the story com- came out, obviously, thank you Anonymous for sharing your story. I yeah. think it's really, really important that that story was shared. Can I, can I quickly read just a quick sentence highlight Absolutely. from it? Um, so in this story, in her story that was shared on the Crafty Pint, it goes, the beer industry is categorized by easy access to often highly alcoholic beverages, a male-dominated workforce, and associated community, and an enduring belief that beer people are good people. These factors together can lead to environments where women just getting their start in the industry or just beginning their craft beer journey may feel a need to keep up with the alcohol intake of the men around them and to chat with any stranger at an event who chooses to approach in the spirit of craft beer's friendly camaraderie. Um, And then she goes on to say, it took me years to realize that what had happened was in fact rape because Mm -hmm. I blamed myself for alcohol intake, for not walking away, for going along with it. I was just drinking with the guys, but I was barely conscious, and even now only flashes of that evening have stayed with me. It's, it's, a, big, it's a big story, and, it's, and I can understand the, not, the needing time to process what really happened and how to deal with it, and I completely understand why this person has decided not to come forward until now. It's... And grappling with the blaming of yourself. Yeah, like, absolutely. Alcohol is such a big... Drinking is such yeah. a big part of our jobs, really. And, and we chose this industry. We chose yeah. to put ourselves in these situations. You know, it's interesting. I, having worked in on the corporate side of this as well, like, tactics of how to essentially play with the boys are something that I teach other women. Yeah. You know, hold get a dark beer so you can hold on to it keep your beer in the can so people don't know how much is left in it yep uh drop your beer in the bathroom when you're going so you know you don't have to drink it all but these are things that we have to share with each other so that you you know you don't have to play drink for drink with everyone in the room yeah which is also unhealthy for the men involved as well. Like, oh, absolutely. We need to stop like I think the craft beer industry needs to stop the why aren't you drinking you're not drinking enough. That. What's wrong with you? But this is a conversation for a different episode. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so basically what it's come down to. So the follow-up story to this was also around how it's not a woman's problem. It's the problem of everybody in the industry. Yeah. Um, which is really important. And I think this really speaks to when people say to me, it's just not that bad here. But the reality is, it is still very bad here it is not i very much feel that our industry here like there are amazing women that work in this industry Mm -hmm. but the general consensus is like we're all quite tough tough skinned women you know we've we've worked really hard but i think it's just not fair to say this industry is only appropriate for tough skinned women to work in like it's it needs to be for everybody which is why we need to change the culture yeah and it's diversity as well like and i i'm gonna loop back in because i think sexism sexism also ties in with like racism and um there's not a lot of obviously (laughs) ethnic diversity in the Mm, beer industry in australia it's a massive problem um and i don't think it's a yeah i i don't see it as a particularly 
it's not changing quick enough. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's it's all a problem, and I think a lot of it is built around. There's so many safe spaces for people who are sexist and bigoted and misogynist, and a lot of these safe spaces exist within the breweries and within the brewery networks. Yep. Do we want to talk about some of those? Or? Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's important to know that. You know, it's 2021. People are talking about beer online mostly. Yeah. Rather, especially with COVID. So, you know, we're drinking beer virtually and sharing what we're drinking virtually rather than being necessarily in a tap room all the time. Yeah. And what's happened is these spaces on the internet, which Facebook groups especially, Mm -hmm. they've essentially been left to grow as places where men quite frankly, are comfortable sitting behind their computer and just being trolls. Yeah, I mean, they are. it's it's enough that I've seen bullying and sexism and just downright being pieces of shit. Yeah. But I, and, but I think the biggest problem is that it's been left to fester. It's on brewery fan pages where they, you know, or brewery pages where somebody says something in comments on a post and if it's not taken care of but like if you're not addressing that on your own social media pages that is just as much a problem as if you were doing that yourself yeah a hundred percent and that's like whether we like it or not like instagram is a major space you allow comments to happen on instagram if you Mm -hmm. are not like if you are allowing these comments to take place that are (laughs) sexist racist or whatever attacking if another human being or in your comments someone, yeah with like that is your job as the owner of that page to take responsibility for yep. it and shut it down it is by letting that down, happen you are creating the safe space for these people 100 percent. and and i just want to say it's it doesn't go unnoticed yeah um there are certainly breweries where i know that this happens and you know and you're not taking care of it and it's not unnoticed and I am like it's not just the brewery pages either so I think number one brewery pages on your social media it is your job to police the comments in there and to call people out because the number one thing that was going to come out of this is we're going to ask everyone to call it out when you see something and that includes online and then we have these Facebook groups which Yeah, okay, it's a bit of an older crowd in there, and, like, yes, I'm a little bit older, but, like, if I say something and stand my ground and then I'm, you know, attacked by five other men, like, it, it And then the moderator me. of that group doesn't... Never says anything. Yeah. That's not... I will say, like, Matt Brown, uh, Craft Beer Crew, like, he's very good at moderating. Yeah. So, thank you, Matt, for all the work you've done over the years. Yeah, same with... I'm gonna... I mean, it's New Zealand, so it's not technically Australia, but New Zealand beer jerks. Um, Luke Luke White, you're a fucking legend. You probably don't <laughs> listen to this podcast, but you're a legend, <laughs> man. And, like, he does call out people and, and remove people from the page for... Yeah. But shitty the thing behavior is, all the time. You know, there's a dozen other pages that aren't. It like if I say something and then I'm attacked, like it affects me mentally. And when I delete comments, it's because I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And so it, it's something that I, when no one else is in the, it's, it's exactly the same as in real life. If no one else in the room is gonna say something, it's. It, it, 
totally makes you feel like you've done something wrong when you absolutely haven't and you're and this is part of the big change that needs to happen in our culture in Australia and this is to me where it's been left to grow yeah it's like festering and it's there and I if you feel like it's not a problem I can assure you that it is a problem here yeah definitely is um but there's beer agents for change has started up so they're going to be making some moves yeah so essentially funneling kind of all of the things and um making some changes happen i know that iba is working through some things so the independent brewers association so the idea that this should then hit industry trade level and then consumer level and you know seeing some actions giving people a place to know to look for allyship yeah and this is about diversity in general not just women in craft beer yeah a hundred percent um it's it's just about being better um what was i gonna say i just lost my train of thought because oh, i'm no. five i know i'm five million places i'm like oh but this oh but this oh but that's gonna well, be okay, another I episode so let's not talk about that let's just <laughs> quickly talk through um yeah. What can we do? What can we do? Yeah, what's our call to action? So I think Tiff and I are going to start at the end of every episode. Yes, we're talking about stuff, and we're we're not responsible for implementing this, but we are going to give some ideas of what you can do in your day-to-day life. Um, Or, like, maybe something to just take note of day-to-day, being out there and about. So call to action. Number one, see something, say something. Like, if you're in a room. Call it out. The more we all sign on for this, and that means all of you, uh, men, women, non-binary, I don't care what you are or who yeah. you are. If you see something happening, yep. say something, because yep. it the less it needs to be a one-woman fight or a one-man fight, the better it is for all of us. Yeah, so if you're in the room, if you're in a marketing meeting and somebody thinks it's really funny to call a beer pussy juice... Um, Say something. Say something about that. Be like, hey. And even if it's not who maybe is the, you know, maybe if it it doesn't need to be the victim that says something. If they don't speak up and say something, there might be a myriad of reasons why they're not saying something. Yep. It's okay to bring it up to somebody's attention and say, hey, I think I'm uncomfortable with what I just saw or what I just heard. Yep. And look, if you're not comfortable, and I think this is a big thing as well, like if you're not comfortable addressing it in a room of people, go to someone that it matters, um, write an email, record the conversation. Yep. There's so many, you know, write a note so that you remember to talk about it later. Yep. Talk to your friends about it. Talk to somebody in that business about it. Yep. But don't let it go with nothing being said yeah because the more we let it go the, the bigger the problem grows to be a hundred percent um also yeah believe someone so if someone yep. says that they've had a problem or an issue just because it hasn't happened to you personally no. does not mean it doesn't happen trust me if somebody's coming to you to tell them about something that happened they have a lot more to lose than you do yeah um so 100%. just consider that and if somebody tells you there's a problem believe them yep um, all right, that was our call to action. Yeah, Tiff. I, I think, think that's. I think that's it for today. Yeah, I, this is. But I think this is the whole point of everything that we created this podcast to be, is to keep this conversation going. This yeah. is not the end of it. Yeah, we're going to keep talking about it. Yeah. So. Because once again, this is like Tiff and I. In our personal lives, like we're having these conversations. Yeah. 
and now we've just decided to share them. Share it. <laughs> so follow the conversation. Join the conversation. Yep. At Crack the Ceiling Podcast on Instagram. Yep. Podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. Yep. Also, um, some other podcasts or some other uh, da, 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 Instagrams maybe that you should yep. follow. So um, I think Beer Agents for Change. At Beer Agents for Change, spelled like how you would normally spell that. At um, NZ Beer Fam. Yep. And then also Diversity in Brewing. Yep, absolutely. Um, that's an American-based, I think North American-based yep. um, project. Um, and Bold and Act Advanced to see what's yep. continuing to happen in America. Yep very important um yeah Yeah. all right we need some beers tiff i think we're gonna grab some more beers and And some food and tuck this out tuck this out between us for the rest of the day yeah thanks so much for your time thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening um i'm Lindsay at talk beardy to me i'm tiff at beer girl bites and we'll catch you next time yay